Welcome to We Talk About Movies. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ruth. And this is episode two of the podcast, and the first one dedicated to one movie. We'll start with the latest movie in the iconic Star Wars series, Rogue One. We hope you like the podcast, and please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss our new episodes. Now, let's talk about Star Wars, Rogue One. All right, we just finished watching Star Wars Rogue One. This is actually the second time we saw this because this is one of the few movies we saw in theaters. I know, Ruth, this one's right up your alley. You love sci-fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, any fantasy type movies. Those are really up your alley. So Yes, they are. <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear your take on it. But I'll start first and just say that this was it was such a different Star Wars movie than you see with all the other ones and a lot of things I really liked about it. Some things I didn't. There were some story issues that I'll go over later in the movie, but just overall generally I was really impressed with how serious the movie was and at times a little bit dark, but yet it's still hopeful. Yeah, hope was definitely the theme throughout the movie, but it felt like... it. I do agree with you. It feels completely different from any of the others. It did, but it it could have... I won't say completely, because it could have felt completely different because it was so much darker and all of your... Spoiler alert. Again, you guys are supposed to watch this before you listen. Basically, all of the characters die. Yeah. So, what, so and that's what I find so interesting about this film as well. But go on. Yeah. So it's really interesting. But some of the things they did, and probably what I love most about this movie is how it does still feel like a Star Wars movie at times. There's a lot of levity for it being a, a pretty dark movie. Uh, there's a lot of good laughs in it. There's a lot of lighthearted moments. There's a lot of, yeah, you know, just feeling feeling the sense of hope and feeling like things are going to be okay and, and it do, we're going to beat the odds no matter what. And again, even though everyone dies at the end. You don't leave feeling depressed. No, it's it's a really interesting story and it's done in a way that the balance between normal Star Wars and this darker version um, it's pretty incredible to me that they were able to do that so well. Yeah, I agree. They they did a great job. Of course, it stinks that <laughs> all of your favorite characters die. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to watch at the end because literally every character dies. <laughs> well, not every character. I mean, well, the, some of the non-main The main character, characters right. die. Which is not normal in most movies anyway. Right. But it's just funny that it kept true with what it said in the original movies when they allude to this gathering the plans for the Death Star. Right. Yeah, and it, she says many lives were lost to get these plans. Yeah, it's so funny that they took it in A New Hope, which is the very first Star Wars movie, and they talk about getting these plans I think it's literally one or two sentences. It's just an afterthought. Yes, but it's a very, uh, like, I remember the line exactly. She goes, many lives were lost to receive this information. Mm -hmm. And it's, you can tell the gravity of what she's saying in those one or two sentences. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Everybody died. (laughs) Yeah. It's really interesting they could take such a, you know, 
small one or two sentence thing and turn it into an entire movie that works really well. Um, and, and it's surprising how invested you get into these characters considering they are, you know, one and done characters. This right. is a huge franchise, but. And you kind of know it going in because for those of us that have watched the Star Wars series, knew I remember from that first one that they said many lives were lost. So more than likely, I guess I didn't think everybody was going to die, but I knew most of them would die, but then everybody died. (laughs) So, yeah, I honestly had no idea what to expect because a lot of times you can go into a movie and, and the main characters survive, right? So all of the side characters, you just expect that they are not going to make it. But, you know, your main characters, they're going to make it because that's who the movie's about. And Oh, see, I did not. I, I knew that there would be some people that would die. I wasn't sure who, but I, I guess part of me didn't think it would be every person. Yeah, you, you hope at least the main characters survive, but it makes sense that they didn't. So I l- let's talk a little bit more in depth about how it is a little bit of a darker movie. One of the things that's hard, and, and I know you and I both agree in, in this, at the very beginning of the movie when the, uh, what's his name? Cass- Cassian? Cassian? Cassius? The director? No, guy? no, the captain. The, huh? the rebel captain. The dad? The rebel captain. <laughs> I don't, you repeat rebel captain like I'll know. What you're talking about. In the beginning? Near the beginning, the rebel captain who's getting the information from the informant and then he kills him. Oh, 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 that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The rebel captain. The rebel captain. I'm sorry. You'll have to forgive me. I've been very sick. My mind is not with me. So him killing that guy right off the bat, it really does set the tone for this movie that, hey, this is not your... Star Wars movie where the rebels are the good guys. Where, yeah, and that's I think what makes it the most interesting is the fact that even though they are good guys, they do bad things sometimes in the name of being good, and it's a it's a fine line to draw, and it it just makes it so realistic because ideally. Yeah, you are, you would never kill anyone. Um, You know, you're the good guy. So, you know, you wouldn't kill your informant. (laughs) Right. Um, But in reality, was that necessary? Now, I don't, I don't know if it was for the story. I'm going to assume it was, but um, those are real decisions that would have to be made if this were a real story. And that's, you know, where, I'm a little, I don't like the fact that I'm missing some realism in, you know, the gravity on the asteroids, but that's very real. And I don't even, I don't know if he made the right decision or the wrong one, but the fact that he even had to make that decision makes it a much more interesting movie than, to me, than the other Star Wars movies. Right. And I told you while we were watching it that even I remember being in the theater and when he uh, shot the informant, I just was, kind of shocked because none of the other movies are like that. They're very much more Disney type. The good guys never kill. They, they're always good, Mm -hmm. but yeah, that's not how a rebel alliance would work. You would 
I mean, you're fighting a war. That's what will happen. And I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but I'm just saying I agree with you that it is much more real. And that's why I think that that character is interesting because he later on is supposed to kill Galen, I believe is his name, which is uh, Jane's I father. I think it's Jen. 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 Yeah, sorry. The main girl. <laughs> yeah. Her her father, the one that helped uh create the Death Star, uh, who also made a secret uh way to destroy it. Anyway, uh the captain was had orders to kill him. And you know, you finally kind of watch him go through that process of how he has struggled with it and not just in this that instance when he's about to kill him, but in several instances throughout the movie, you can see how he struggles with it, it, it. Is what I'm doing morally right? Am I justified in taking this life to fulfill my cause for what I think is the right thing to do? So I did find him a very interesting character uh, up until the end when, again, he dies. He died. <laughs> uh, I think the speech he gives when he tells Jin that he's him and his friends are going to go to uh, the place where the the plans are, and he Scarif. says, "Yeah, Scarif." And he says, "You know, all of us have done things that we're not proud of, and if we gave up now, we couldn't live with ourselves." And yeah. that was the perfect explanation for why he acted that way. And and you see, you're exactly right. He kills an informant at the beginning. He has orders to assassinate someone else. He can't follow through with those. And you see there's a lot of depth to that character. And and there's a moment where I think Jin says, you're just following orders. You're no better than a star trooper. Yeah. Or storm trooper. Star trooper. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I forgive you. Yeah. Um, Storm trooper. I knew what you meant. Right. So yes, I did like that line too. I was going to bring that up if you didn't. Yeah. It's really... There's just so much more depth to these characters than there is in the Star Wars movies. And I don't know if that necessarily makes this the best Star Wars movie. I know some people say it is. I I probably don't agree with that, but it's it's a very good movie. Yeah, I think the characters are are much more they're more fully developed. They're deeper than the ones that you get in the I don't want to say later films because they were filmed first, but it's later in the storyline. Yeah, that was actually, I don't know um, if anyone here is terribly familiar with uh, the Han. I mean, obviously, most people are familiar with the Han Solo character, but oh my gosh, who? what's the actor? Harrison Ford. Oh, I was like, I could have told you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know what you, where I, you were I going. Had a, I had a brain fart, but Harrison Ford was not happy with the Han Solo character because he felt right. like it was just a very shallow character. There's and no he depth. he is. He's very superficial. There's no There's real, no backstory to him. No There's... real development. Although there will be backstory because they are doing a Han Solo younger version movie. Oh. You didn't know about that? No, I did not. Yeah, I don't remember who they cast. I don't have a lot of time to read all day long. I don't sit at a desk reading IMDb or uh, what's that other one? Yours? What? Oh, I head. sit at a desk doing work, and then <laughs> yeah. when I have a break, I'll look up yeah. things online. But well, yeah. I can't do that with a baby. <laughs> I, I can't remember who they cast as young Han Solo, but um, hopefully they will provide some more depth to that character. But 
Yeah, there's so much character depth and development in these characters in Rogue One, and it's something that you don't see a lot of in the original Star Wars, although the main characters certainly, um, like Luke Skywalker, there's a lot of character development there. and um, Which is funny because Luke is not even close to my favorite character. Well, who's but, your favorite character? Oh, I don't know. But not him. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, who is it? Who do you like? I will say one character I really liked because... So you asked me who my favorite character is. I, I, I don't know if I could pick a favorite off the top of my head. I'd have to think about it. But I always liked Harrison Ford just because, I mean, he's so hot and <laughs> and he's funny in the other he is very, movies. He, he, and that's why I liked him, I think, because... I thought he was a fun character. Yeah. But like I said, in this movie, it's much more, there are some very interesting characters because they go through so much more development. And again, you have to remember the first time I saw Star Wars, I was a kid. So of course I'm going to like the funny guy the best. And it's different watching them as an adult. But um, the other character I always loved as a kid was R2-D2. And in this movie, of course, I like the, the uh, imperial the imperial robot that they <laughs> have. Yeah. I don't remember his uh, name. It was K two S O, I think. Okay, yeah, uh, he had some great lines <laughs> that were very funny. Yeah, when he slapped his captain. Oh yeah, <laughs> and said like, "There's another one. There's a fresh one for you. Yeah, if you mouth was... off again or something." And. Yeah, he has some great lines. Yeah. Which he, are and that's nice because he was a lot of comedic relief in in the movie. And again, another because you you can't have Star Wars without a robot that you love. Yeah. Cuz even in The Force Awakens, they had the new um BB-8. Yeah, BB-8. but I didn't love BB-8. Um, I liked BB-8, especially you loved it when he gave the thumbs up, I remember. Although you remember things and I don't. I I know, I bet you don't even remember that scene yeah, now, I probably but don't. I know you did because I remember you laughing. I always know if you enjoy something because you'll laugh out loud. You have a belly laugh, so I know you really like it. Not where you go, ha ha, that's so funny, but <laughs> but a, but a that's real so laugh. Funny. Yeah, <laughs> I had a few belly laughs in this one, and that's like well, that's what I said before. It's a dark movie, but the laughs keep it light enough right it doesn't feel dark it's not like when we went to go see logan which is what we saw recently this is i mean feels completely different yeah there's a lot of death in this movie but it it is light it's light enough and the death is all it all makes sense there's no unnecessary death that would make it overly dark everyone that dies you it fits the story It, it serves a purpose yeah the other character I really liked, I forgot to say, was the blind guy. Yeah, he, again, provides some comedic relief, but he really, you know, in a movie that that is a Star Wars movie that essentially has no Jedis aside from Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the closest thing you get. Yeah, he's the closest thing, and he, he, he definitely embodies the Force, I think, in a really powerful way. Right, he has to because he's blind, but he's able to daredevil the crap out of people. <laughs> yeah, he's like the daredevil of Star Wars. If you don't know daredevil, daredevil is a Marvel character who's blind and is a superhero. 
and has a two really good seasons on Netflix. Um, yeah, they really are. I do. Hi- I know this is a movie podcast, but um, I do highly recommend those. I thought they were very well done. Although they are mature, like there's violence, there's bad words, there's a lot of blood. I think a lot of blood. So I mean, it's so been a while since we watched it, but I very much enjoyed it's it. Not but for yeah, kids, probably not for your young kids. Teenagers are probably fine, but watch it first just to be sure. Because again, it's been a while since we've seen it. But that that is a really good. <laughs> TV series, and I'm excited for the next time Daredevil oh, shows up. And yes. Netflix is going to be the Defenders, where he joins with the other three superheroes who have gotten their own TV shows on Netflix: Iron Fist, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Anyway, that was my point. Was the 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 blind guy he reminded me of a daredevil character type character because he obviously is in touch with the force in some way he may not necessarily be a jedi but can clearly uh take down a mass of stormtroopers with being blind and that's when his funny line comes after that too what when was they, it so the the black guy that raised jen yeah uh, that saved her after her father was taken. He, his men collected them in the city. Remember after yes. the stormtroopers attacked, and so they put hoods on all of their heads. They get to the blind guy, and he just goes, "Really? Uh, yeah. I'm blind." <laughs> yes. Yeah, he had some good, some good funny lines. But yeah, I really liked his character. That was hard when he died. Yeah, and his friend was, they were so, they had such a good relationship. Yeah. They were so close. It, it, that was. Which is funny because it's not like they had a huge part. I yeah, mean, but, they were big characters, but still you you ended up caring about them so quickly. I think they were easy to care about because they had history. A, lo- a lot of these characters in this movie are meeting each other for the first time. You know, Jin and your captain. Cassius or Cassian or whatever it yeah. is, um, you know, their relationship is shallow in the sense that they it just can't met. be that deep. They've only just met. But those two characters, you could tell, had been together for a long right. time. The actors did a great job of conveying that without having to tell a backstory. You can just tell that, you know, they've been together. And, and when the blind guy dies first, how how powerful that is for his friend. Right, because his friend always thought the the force stuff he always talked about was, you know, a bunch of hooey. Right. <laughs> but then when he dies, he starts repeating that same mantra. I'm, I'm one I'm with, one the, with force, the force and the force, force is, is with me. me. Yes. And then he dies too. Uh, everyone dies. Yeah, I wasn't kidding when I said everybody dies. Yeah. Literally everybody so, so if you haven't seen this, uh, I mean, it's kind of ruined for you, but you should have watched it first. It's still a good movie. <laughs> it is, regardless. Even if you go in knowing, you would still enjoy this yeah. movie. So I want to talk about a couple things that didn't make sense to me. All right, let me uh, let's see let me if fix you, it for let's you. Let's see if you can poke holes in my <laughs> theories. Okay. Okay, the first thing that really bothers me, and this is in every Star Wars movie ever, is when you when there is a door... If you destroy oh. the <laughs> control panel, yes, it 
Like, does it open the door? Does it close the door? Or what does it do? Well, Kevin, it depends on if you're a bad guy or a good guy. <laughs> yeah, it depends on it depends on what the story needs it to do. And that's such a bad way to do things. And they did it two or three times in this movie. They did it. Um, the one I can remember very sp- specifically is when they were in the library. Well, I'm calling it the library, the place with all the data. They're trying to find the the plans for the Death Star and the robot K2SO is out there and he's like, you got to climb. I'm going to lock the doors. And then he smashes the control panel and the door locks completely. Right. And earlier in the movie, when they're imprisoned at the, the black generals. Oh yeah. When they're place, getting the pilot out. Yeah. He shoots I was gonna, the control shoots panel. It it opens. And it opens. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I will not disagree about this because in, in earlier movies, for example, in a new hope, which is the first film that came out. There's a part where he's trying to get away with Princess Leia and he shoots the control panel and it locks the door so that the the troops can't get in. And she's like, okay, put the bridge up. And he's like, I can't, I just shot the panel. Right. But it locked the door. Yeah. It, it just, it always changes. And it doesn't seem like there's any consistency there. So that, that bothers me. To me, it would make more sense that if you shot the panel... Then whether it was, if it's already open, then it's going to stay that way. Right. If it's already closed, then it's going to stay that way. In my head, that's how it would make sense. Yep. That's, but, that makes sense to me too, but unfortunately, not yes. how it works here. No, I I will give you that one because I also, to be fair, I did mention that also during the movie. Okay. So there is, there's a scene, there's a series of events in this movie, and I don't think any of them make sense to me. So Jeddah has been destroyed by the Death Star. And so the the Rebel Alliance should know that they have this weapon and it's functional because they've destroyed Jeddah. Yeah, it's the first city they destroy. Yeah. And then for some reason, the their number one objective is still to kill Urso, the scientist who's working on the weapon. The weapon's Galen. done. You mean her yeah. dad? Galen Urso. Yeah. 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 Why do? You, why does he need? He's already built the machine. Why? What does killing him do for you? The only thing, the only value he has at the point where the machine's already built is to try to capture. Even assuming he's not a good guy in disguise, which he is, but even if he's not that, the best thing to do would be to capture him and you know try to torture information out of him or something on how to destroy it. What does killing him help? That That's a stupid order to send after well, you know the weapon's already functional. But maybe that's not the extent of his usefulness. I mean, he could be used to develop more weapons. I mean, just because they have the Death Star doesn't mean that's the end-all be-all. Of course, it's, you know, the Death Star, but... They don't know how long they have to continue a war or to keep... Well, that's a good point. <laughs> ...control, so of course they want to kill him because... They don't want the Imperials to have him. Okay, but kill versus capture. Why would the order be kill versus capture? That doesn't make any sense to Probably me. because it's easier. But I'd, once you have the Death Star, and, and I guess the, the Rebel Alliance probably doesn't know how devastating it can be because it only destroyed a city, not a an planet. entire planet yet. But still, I feel like, I don't know, you're right. He he could go on and develop more weapons for them over the years. So it, I guess it does make sense that a kill order 
is okay, but I still feel like capture he's obviously is a very much valuable better order. because they went. He's obviously very valuable because they went looking for him in the beginning of the movie, and they were like, "We need you," and he tried to get away. Well, but that's the that's the Empire. That's right. not the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, no. I, you're still making my point. My point is that he's that valuable. He can do obviously a lot more than probably just the Death Star. He can yeah. do exponential. Past okay, that. well, if he's valuable for the bad guys, he could be valuable for the good guys too. That's why you capture. Right, but if you think that he's loyal to the Empire, he may never tell you anything, no matter how much you torture him. So they'd rather just kill him so that the Empire can't have him. Well, I think it was a bad decision. And then once they get to the place where he is, and um, there's a couple things about this scene that I didn't like that I didn't think made much sense. Yeah, so they're on Edu, and the director comes there and tries to find out who betrayed them. Urso comes out and says, it was me. And then you mentioned this. He ordered to kill all of the engineers. Yeah, I didn't think that made sense. So you have this you have this Death Star that you've only tested once and not even to the full extent of its power, and you decide to murder Your all of engineers. the engineers that built it before you've even used it to destroy a planet. It's, yeah, I brought that up during the movie too. I am with you there. Yeah, it's about the dumbest thing. And when when other people in the Empire are questioning this director, I think that's a prime example of why they were valid to question him because that was a really poor decision. Right, I get that he was trying to make a point, but now you just killed your top engineers. <laughs> yeah, and the assumption is there's more than six engineers on something that big, but... Right, but they're the head, you know, like the top. Yeah, those guys are important and killing them is not the best way to run your evil empire. So that I think was... I think that was pretty stupid. Agreed. And, and that was a stupid decision on that character's part. I don't know if they were trying to make him make a stupid decision or if it was kind of something that they messed up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I get what the thought is behind it. Like he's trying to prove a point of, well, I'm going to kill all these people because of what you did. But he also kind of needs those people. Yeah. So. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Okay, so here's another decision by the rebel general that I didn't understand. The director or the rebel? Oh, the rebel. I'm rebel. sorry. Okay. The I'm rebel general. Now. <laughs> when they go to Edu and he's on this mission to assassinate Urso, Galen. Uh, Galen. Uh-huh. And they crash land. And at that point, the general says, oh, we don't have any more communication with them. So send in the the, the fighters to just blow up the whole place. Mm-hmm. Why not just do that in the first place? Because he thought he had a man there. He's not going to blow up the whole place when his men's there. Why? You're the rebel alliance. That's a stronghold of the bad guys. Why not blow it up in the first place? Why do you have to send a guy to just assassinate one person if you have the ability to blow the whole thing up? Um... I don't know. I don't know either. It didn't make sense to me. I guess it doesn't. I'm trying to think past it, but maybe there's a reason. If you guys know I mean, of a may- reason, if I'm going to do this a lot, he didn't know how fortified it was or what the defense capabilities were. 
But he didn't learn any of that additionally. He had no contact no, with people that didn't. landed there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. So I'm going to do this a lot. If I think of something and Ruth can't explain it, but you can, uh, we have a website. We talk about movies.com and we're on Facebook and Twitter. So um, if you can tell me why I'm wrong, I love to hear that actually. So, so I tell love me. hearing it too. Ruth really loves <laughs> to hear why I'm wrong. So if you can tell me why I'm wrong, please uh, connect with us. So another thing, once those fighters did come and you've got the director there, which they don't know necessarily that the director's there, but they're they're bombing this place and they conveniently just do, they drop bombs once and fly away. That's the sound of it flying away. They came back and bombed more. But, okay, they didn't kill the director. They didn't destroy the director's plane or ship, whatever you want to call it, which obviously they should have it's a done starship. that. starship. Okay. <laughs> so they didn't destroy the starship kidding. that's sitting on the edge of the platform. Like, there's no reason that ship should have survived that well, But bombing. maybe they were circling back around. No, they didn't because then he got in his ship and flew away, and that was the least eventful thing. There was supposedly rebel fighters flying around that planet. They didn't bomb. Well, you don't know how many there were. Okay, they had just dropped bombs, though. So they were there. They had just dropped bombs. And they decided not to bomb the the ship that's on the platform. No, I don't think it's not that and they decided then, not to bomb it. Maybe they missed it or they were aiming for the facility. Okay. Because they don't know who that is. I understand that. But they didn't destroy it and then they just left? Like... You don't circle back and check? They did circle back later. And do what? When? That's why the whole thing blew up, isn't it? Okay, but when they circled back, they didn't destroy that plane. They didn't... Because it had already taken off and left. No, it hadn't. And it's not an airplane. No. Okay. It's a (laughs) ship. Yes. But no, they, they did not come back. They left that ship intact. They left people alive on the platform, which they don't know which one of those people is Galen. So they should have. They were all laying down. They didn't know they were dead. And they're they're flying in the rain. It's dark. They can't see. It's not. And they're going probably way fast. It's not like you could just, oh, I'm going to hover here and see if I killed everybody. No, you circle back and check. And if if people are moving, you drop more bombs. Okay. So it takes, you know, time. To circle back, Kevin. Okay, it's well, not instantaneous. If they were circling back, then they would have seen that that ship took off and left. And there was, yeah. n- but no, they didn't because. But, but maybe they did. Well, and it's too late. It's already gone. I I think that was a. Uh, it didn't make sense. The only reason that that ship survived and the director survived is to advance the story. It was not realistic. Okay. That's how I feel about that. We all know how you feel. <laughs> So here's another thing, and we've actually seen this in another movie we watched recently. Um, I was upset when we watched Doctor Strange about how there's only one guy guarding the library. And then in this movie, they've got all the most secret plans they could ever come up with for the Empire. And it's guarded by one guy. One guy behind a desk. No, it is not guarded by one guy, Kevin. They're on an entire planet that has an entire force field around it that has this itty-bitty opening that you have to have clearance to get through, not to mention the entire base of the rest of the Empire stormtroopers and everybody sitting there. And the, the guy, 
that you're talking about is at the top of the freaking tower. Remember the the robot guy even said, "Oh, for the least, you know, uh the most direct route with the least amount of resistance, there's like a chance of 89 stormtroopers uh from here to there, we will definitely be killed." So no, he's it's not one guy. That no, like you're just flat out wrong. Okay. No, I I, I guess just I bursted get, your entire bubble. You, you bursted that bubble. Yes, you did. <laughs> I was like, but, the entire. Let's start with the entire planet being surrounded by a force field that has a teeny tiny opening that they only let their people through. Okay. Start there. Okay. <laughs> yep. Okay. That one I was wrong about. You win. Yes. I like winning. <laughs> okay. So here's here's to me two of the biggest issues with this movie number one the fact that there is a place to put a manual looks like an eight track tape into the satellite so it will send a a communication out like that i understand that the technology is like 1970s technology because that that's was what only they used i said that in the original i understand that but it just, it doesn't, can can anyone here really imagine there being a, here's a satellite that can transmit whatever you want. Oh, but just in case your computer's not working, here, just put your 8-track player in here and then it'll submit whatever you need. Like that just, it doesn't, why would they build that? I don't get it. As a backup? Maybe, I don't know. I think that's stupid, but the stupider thing is stupider or Stupider? The more stupid, yeah, let's hear the stupider thing. The the more stupid <laughs> thing. So the I don't Admiral is that the the CGI guy? What's his name title? I don't oh, remember. He's, they said Governor Tarek or something. Yeah, whatever that that guy is. He's coming to literally destroy the whole city, and yet nobody thinks, huh? The only chance these rebels have. Of getting, we know they're here for the plans. And the only chance they have of getting those plans out of here is using this big old satellite. And we've got hundreds of TIE fighters flying around on Earth. You think maybe we should tell one of those guys to just blow up the satellite? Well, but they didn't know they were there for the plans. Because if they had, he would have done something about it from the beginning. Because the director, again, was so focused on all of the rebels that were on the beach... Because he probably just thought, oh, they're just trying to destroy our outpost okay, out here. But, but that, then once he hears from another guy, hey, there was an unauthorized access to the records room, whatever. Okay, but the admiral, the uh, again, I don't the remember governor, his name. Tark, the governor, whatever yeah, his name him, is. Yeah, there's a scene where he says, oh, they're they're there. That's where all our plans are. So he he's basically saying, I know that they're there to get the plans. Like, can he not call ahead and I tell don't the remember director? him saying he did. that. There was a scene where he did that. Okay, well, I don't remember that part. I'll have to watch it again, and then I can argue with you. But, okay, just believe me that he said <laughs> that. Do they not have the ability to call ahead and say, hey, that's what they're here for, so don't let that happen. Or Maybe they can't because of when the shield was closed, no transmissions could go in or out. Well, but the that doesn't impact... The Empire? The Empire, because they, they're outside the shield and inside the shield. I mean, they're on the shield, so the shield 
the top half of the shield is outside the shield. So they can get know, transmissions from there. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed seemed like it was a really easy solution for the bad guys to make sure the good guys don't win. And they just ignored it. Well, they need that tower. They blew up the whole dang city. They don't yeah, need that tower. Yeah, after it was all lost already. Yeah, <laughs> if they had blown it up five minutes earlier, then the Death Star never would have been blown Yeah, but the up. Death Star wasn't there five minutes earlier. Well, I understand that. But like I said, call ahead and tell someone to blow up the tower. With, with what? With what? Shoot it down. You have 100 TIE fighters flying around. I guess. I think I'm right on this one. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think I'm right. <laughs> so that's it. Those are those are my plot issues with this movie. Um, You're making my brain tired. Those notwithstanding, I do think it was a very good movie. I think for the Star Wars genre, it was very interesting, very different. Um, I liked it. You know what else I want to talk about really quick? I'll just talk about the the Rebel Alliance, the resistance against people it reminds me of that um card game we played the resistance yeah i was thinking that too while we were watching it yeah so when you're if you want to put yourself in the mindset of a double agent who (laughs) it you know has to lie and cheat and steal to get their way there's this board game called the resistance i bought off of amazon for like 12 bucks or something it's really fun it's really fun and it's really uncomfortable the first time you play it because basically the way it works is let's say you have five people um two of them are spies so actually everyone is the 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 setup is everyone's a part of the resistance they're trying to bring down a corrupt government but there's actually two government spies within the resistance and so if you have a team if you have five people playing the game there's two spies so you send people on missions. If spies go on missions, they can fail it or not. But basically the premise is the two people who are spies, they have to lie and pretend like they're good guys. Um, it's really fun. It's really interesting. And I would highly recommend watching that video we did before, the one with Will Wheaton. Yeah, so there's, you know, obviously Star Wheaton. Trek is not Star Wars, but um, there's a video, just search Will Wheaton the resistance game and you can actually watch will and four girls um, play this game and it's a really good introduction to it it's it's super fun Uh, if you've got a group of five or more people i definitely recommend playing it Um, it'll make you feel like you're you're part of the rebel alliance or or the empire for a minute yeah without the guns and the killing and you know that actually doing stuff right but the deception <laughs> the lying the the telling Whatever, of, the whole time everybody's just shouting no you're a spy no i'm not you are i know it's it's fun though i like it it is fun i agree with you okay so like i said i think this is a good movie uh we like to rate movies from a scale of one to ten. Oh yeah i haven't even thought about what i'd rate this one so just to give you guys an idea since this is really the first episode where, we're, where we are rating a movie um it's kind of like a bell curve right so most movies are gonna be around four five six yeah and then if it's like pretty darn good it's a seven and up to 10 like i only have three 10 movies um it almost never happens um similarly there's very few zeros and ones um 
So well, well, and you said five is kind of the cutoff for whether or not you'd watch it again. Right. If I and, and that doesn't always hold true. Like some movies just are just in general. powerful and hard to watch and heavy. And I liked it, but I don't really want to watch it again. Right. Um, but but in for, general, yeah, for a sci-fi action movie, that definitely holds. If I would watch it again, it's at least a five. If I have no interest in watching it again, it's probably going to be a four or less. Uh, this one, we bought it. Uh, this is the second time we've watched it. So clearly, I'm willing to watch it again um, because of how interesting it is within the Star Wars universe. I want to say mine first before you say yours. Okay, you say yours first. I think I would give it a seven. Seven? Because I really enjoyed it. I That's where I'm going to go. Seven as oh. well. That's why I wanted to make sure I said it first. Yeah. So so <laughs> seven out of ten. Again, that that's a good score. Um, yeah. There's there's not a whole lot of movies that get seven. You know, eights, nines, and tens are really rare. You'll see some sevens, but um, don't think that we're underselling this movie. It's a very good movie. Oh, I would absolutely say you should see it. I would say you should see all of them. Yeah, they're all well. Even the one, two, and three, which are not well. The third one's good. I honestly can't say that I remember I the had first to, three. Like, and when I say the first three, I mean episodes one, two, and three. Yes, and I had to actually tell you a little bit of backstory because you asked who that senator was yeah, and I had who no he idea. was talking about. He was talking about Princess Leia because in the third movie, third being um, episode three. Yes, episode three, but it's like a. Uh, Something Sith, Revenge of the Sith, or uh, I don't know. Episode anyway, three, everyone knows. Um, oh, wow. Yes. So <clears throat> anyway, so he takes Leia when they separate Luke and Leia when they're born. He's in that movie, and he's the one that takes Leia. Okay, interesting. His her adoptive father, per se. Got it. Did not know that. So yeah, that's who he was talking about when they were saying, "Well, who will we give the plans to?" Okay. The more you know with Ruth. Well, I just remember weird stuff like that. Yeah, you have a really good memory of movies. I just have a very odd memory. Like, it's it's weird the things I do remember. Like, when we were watching this movie tonight, another kind of tan... going to go off on a tangent here, but I'm pretty sure the dad, Galen, is the guy from Casino Royale, a 007 movie with Daniel Craig, the bad guy, I Le do Chief. remember now. Yes, you mentioned that during the movie. I am pretty and sure I was that's like, the same actor. I mean, you said Le Chief. I don't, I don't Le even Chief know what is, that is. his name. I'm pretty sure. Okay, but which the, is crazy. I know that. But they but, were they were playing poker together. In yeah. That movie? Yes, yes. That is the same guy. Told you. Yes. You, Can you believe I picked that out? Yeah, I did not place that at all. You're yeah. good. You're well, because good. I remember when we saw it in theaters, thinking I know that guy. And I don't think I placed him then, but when we watched it tonight, I was like, it just was a light bulb. I knew who it was. Kind of like when we were watching, we, we watched uh, Iron Fist. Um, it's another Netflix TV show. And anyway, when we were watching Iron Fist, it took us forever to place the dad and that, the dad that was dead but had to secretly be alive. Oh, yeah. And it took. We were both like, "Oh, who is that actor? I know we know him." Yeah. And it's especially in his voice. 
And then I realize, oh, he's the guy from 300, and he's also in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, the guy who, in 300, who survives. He tells the story, yes. And goes back and, and tells. With the one eye. Yeah. And tells the story. So, yes. and that was. I, that took us both a long time to place, but I finally figured it out because we were both like, we're not going to look it up. <laughs> see, I would just look it up. I don't actually care. But you will think about it, and you'll come up with it, which is really impressive. Because to me, if it's not there, I just have to look it up. I was determined. You you did it. I did. My brain. I knew my brain would get there eventually. But yeah, I see. So I remember weird things like mm-hmm. that. You have a good brain, Ruth. For movies, you have <laughs> I don't. A, you have I don't a very know how good far brain. that's gonna get me in life. But all right, um, Star Wars Rogue One, a seven from Kevin, a seven from Ruth. Um. What about you? You can go to our website, wetalkaboutmovies.com, and rate the movie yourself. And we'll see how our listeners rate the movie. Again, you can use whatever rating scale you want. But like like I said, ours is kind of a bell curve. So seven's like pretty pretty good. Eight's like pretty darn good. And nine and ten are just like elite, Few and far amazing movies. And it's hard to rate movies. I mean, it is. it's very difficult. So if you don't agree with us, totally fine yeah i don't mind it's it's hard for me to put a number to movies sometimes and let us know why you know we we want to have a conversation with you guys as well as with each other so connect with us on facebook twitter web our website all that stuff and i think the whole point is do i recommend this movie absolutely if you haven't seen it yet go watch it we've already told you everything about it but but you'll still enjoy it regardless you will enjoy it and what I love, if you catch anything that doesn't make sense, any plot holes, I love to hear those. So send those to me because I want to Don't hear send them. them to me. Ruth doesn't like when you ruin a movie for her. Well, I like when I burst a hole in your theory like I did a little while you ago. You did. That, that was fantastic. That was, a, that was a bad one. That was a bad one, Kev. You did not think that one through. Yeah, you totally got me on that <laughs> one. It doesn't happen often. Usually when I find a hole... Uh, sometimes I get you. And sometimes we just end up disagreeing. Yeah. So, so usually either, you, either will, you will agree with me or will agree to disagree. But this one, I totally got it wrong. Sometimes I prove you wrong. You I do. like how you just said the two options were only that I would agree with you or we would agree to disagree. No, I didn't say those are yes, the two. You, I said those should, are two that mainly happen. That. Oh, I see. So, because I can never prove you wrong. No, you can. You, you did today. But, but rarely. That, yeah, that is rare. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except you're the best, and I love you so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, sleeping outside. Not even on the couch. Outside. <laughs> whatever. I like camping. It's fun. Okay. Star Wars Rogue One gets a 7 out of 10 from both Ruth and myself so we think it's a pretty good movie but what do you think you can go to our website wetalkaboutmovies.com and rate the movie yourself we love to interact with listeners and you can leave comments on the website or interact with us on facebook at facebook.com slash we talk about movies or my favorite twitter at we talk about m-o-v-i we didn't have room for the es next week we'll review our first superhero movie dr strange It's the 14th movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe one day we'll go back and review the first 13. 
Anyway, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, and we'll see you next time when we talk about Doctor Strange.